Good morning. Good morning, sunshine. My sunshine. Ugh. How are you? How do you like recording in the morning with me? Do you like my husky voice? You know what? I love waking up to the sound of your voice. It is like an angel speaking into my ear. I know. After I've just lightly snored with my mouth open all night long, I'm just a little crackly. You do actually snore, which do you um, want to disclose that to the listeners? I don't think I snore every single night. I think that if I'm slightly congested, I will have a small snore. It's not like well, a serious it, snore. No, it's not. It's a very delicate feminine snore. So perfect. So it's totally fine. It's not Thank a big deal. It's actually very endearing. Oh, I actually one time had someone tell me that the way I slept was endearing. It is. It's very much like an angel with a clipped wing. Yeah, it's just like I, the a chink in the armor, um, but you're still made of steel. Um. Okay. I was going somewhere else. It's because I sleep with my hands underneath my face, so it looks like I'm praying. It just it, that's angelic. I don't know if it's the chink in my armor. I. I mean, it's just you know, it's like it's like Sting once described Trudy Styler, his wife, as like an angel with because she has a scar on her face, and it's like I don't know. It was a cute description. Wait, anyway, did, what did Sting describe his wife as? Okay, hold on. If I can be compared to Sting's wife in any capacity or to okay. a Sting adjacent character, I will take it wholeheartedly. Okay, so in Sting's journal, he wrote about her when he first met her, and she had a scar on her face. And he says, strangely, the scar in no way detracts from her beauty because she looks to me like a damaged angel. Oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> That's horrific. Ch- Chandler, you should I start calling you my damaged angel? Damaged angel? That literally sounds like A, a strip club. B, I hope that's not the way people see me after I've gotten a few moles removed on my body as some sort of damaged angel. I would love to be described. A damaged angel fits into the category of a live girl too, which Jeff Bezos calls his his mistress in text. Wow. Ooh, it's it's 8 a.m. Let's get into it, baby. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I can it. just see the merch. Damaged Angel, Alive Girl. Is that what we should be calling our fans? The Damaged I mean, Angels? You good know morning, what? Damaged Angels. <laughs> good good morning, Damaged Angels. Good morning, Alive Girls. <laughs> that honestly sounds like we're running like a, like a service. S- yeah, exactly. Or have we replaced like Ghislaine Maxwell? Can we get you another Damaged Angel or are you looking for an, an Alive Girl? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Wait, this is actually a fantastic idea. It's a new business idea. Lauren, okay. We've stumbled upon something. Should we tell the listeners why we are recording at 8 a.m. the morning on the eve of when our podcast should launch tomorrow? We don't need to tell them how much we've procrastinated this week. I'm just saying we have been partying, we have been having a fun time, and we have been busy. We've had one hell of a weekend, folks. And we're just a little late to record, but that's good because they get our hot takes right when they're still hot. Yeah, exactly. I feel like my weekend has lasted up until this morning is when I'm like, okay, my true work week is starting. And it's like my birthday week. I'm feeling like on a high. I'm expecting a lot of Venmos to roll in. Mm-hmm. I think I'm in like a, actually the best mood ever to record of all time. Also, let's tell the listeners really quick. We've got our new audio hookup up and running. 
Yeah. Tell us if you can t- even hear a difference or if we should just pull an Amazon return and I will, mail all this crap back. I will literally so quickly throw this shit back into a UPS box and then drop it off and get my money back. So if you cannot tell a, an astounding difference, let us know. We would like to get that coin back. If our voices do not sound like they're emitted from heaven above, then let us know. Look, we may look like damaged angels, but we better not sound like damaged angels. Honestly, I just like salivate for that email that's like merchant refund from American <laughs> Express. Oh, just gets me going. Love it. Oh. Okay. Well, Chan, how was your week? Okay. So basically, here's what happened this weekend. I, I went on a date for research. Strictly for research purposes, nothing else. It was actually just to test out the waters in San Francisco. It's ripped the Band-Aid off of like my first date. I went on a date with a guy who who works for a certain e-cigarette company. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. I'm not proud of this, but I did it for this pod and I did it for the memories. And also, I just, unless you're a serial killer, honestly, unless you're like a known serial killer, like you have Richard Ramirez or Golden State Killer, like attached to your like name in Google in a Google search, I'm probably going to go on a first date with you. I'll probably give you my number. I'm just going to go ahead and say that even if he is a serial killer, you can still meet up for dinner. You can still, even if there's a whole Netflix docu-series on the 23 women he has killed in that in a San Francisco apartment, you can still meet up for a free meal. Don't sell yourself short here. You just don't have to, you just can't go home after. Look, it, yeah, you can't go home. You probably shouldn't get into a car with him, but go to a public place and meet for dinner. It's no problem. Please yeah. don't discriminate against serial killers. <laughs> Don't let that get between you and a free burrata appetizer. (laughs) Yeah, I love, there's nothing better than a free meal and like sitting, having like a true dining experience Mm -hmm. when you know someone else is buying. You can truly luxuriate in every bite without any sort of stress of my card go through. Like it declined. That is a stress that has plagued me far too many times. Um, In fact, there was a moment during, so we did did a little progressive dinner. We went and got appetizers at this one place, like a delicious like melon prosciutto salad. It was incredible. And it was like a beautiful weekend in San Francisco. And then we went to another place for dinner and during like the dinner portion, I was like, ha ha, I buy that. I buy it. And he's like, wait, you're buying? And I was like, no, I'm not buying a single thing. No, I'm actually, I'm not buying anything. No, I'm like, I'm not taking out my card once. I'm not, I didn't even feign. I didn't even like, oh, where's my purse? I got to reach for that. If this makes me sound callous, it's because I am. Because It's because a man today at 7 a.m. asked me if I just wanted to be friends with benefits on Hinge. And I've said, Derek, it's 7 a.m. First of all, that's very aggressive of Derek. Second of all, I'm just going to say that I think that when you're on a date, your vibe should be Handmaid's Tale. Like, sorry, I don't have even have access to a bank account. Like, <laughs> they took that away from us, from us females. So you're going to have to put down the card. Mm, I don't have any access to liquid cash. I guess I could call somebody. <laughs> okay so anyways yeah i love a free meal i love listening to myself talk honestly i've gone on so many dates with like total duds but like i've had a great time because i've just had i've made the conversation exactly what i want and it's just been like a gorgeous time to listen to myself you know talk i just want to say one i agree you have a stunning voice so i can understand why you'd say that it sounds just like mine and two <laughs> being dressed up and served a gorgeous meal is actually enough i think that's really actually all we want as women 
It's like, I mean, in addition to, I mean, I also do want like stability and marriage and kids and like those sort of things. But like the precursor to that is like a free meal. Yeah. But if we're talking about the barrier to get on a date. Right. Right. A yes. date is just a gorgeous meal. If like I'm, it's, it doesn't even matter if there's a good conversationalist in front of you. Like I'm no. just, I'm enjoying the shrimp cocktail. If I'm going to go meet up with a stranger and take time out of my life, like at the very least, it better be like a delicious dining experience. 100%. Um, Dating is so fun for that reason. I'm very excited for you and I'm excited to hear all your tales. Yeah. So anyways, so I went on this date just for research purposes Mm -hmm. because he worked for an e-cigarette company. It's probably the e-cigarette company you're thinking of. I'm just not in a place where I can say it out loud on the pod and feel great about my life. Mm -hmm. Um. Go ahead. What were you researching? Were you researching the ESIC company or were you I wanted, researching? I wanted the story. I wanted to be like, ha, I went on a date with a guy who worked for this blah, 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 this company that rhymes with Hool. And I wanted to tease him about his job like the entire time. I thought that would be like like my way of like repaying society for all the evil it's done. Mm-hmm. I asked him if he needed to like stop by any middle schools to drop off product. Um absolutely get him started early (laughs) i'm sure he's been in like many meetings that it's like the 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 seventh graders they're not buying it like they used to the lifetime value of the consumer if you start them in seventh grade is 10x if you start them in eighth grade nancy so why don't you just shut down this powerpoint right now (laughs) but you know what lauren i i had this moment during the date where i'm like this cannot go any further because I have to look my teens like in the eye one day and tell them with a clear conscience that like I did right by them. And basically, I feel like if I were to pursue this at all, it would be like me telling the universe, give my teens an e-cigarette addiction, give them cystic acne. Like, I don't care. I'm just in it for the fun of it. And I'm not. Honestly, I think that you're actually going to have trouble looking your middle schoolers and your teens in, or your teens in the eye and telling them that they could have had a much or a much richer father if you've been a little <laughs> bit less precious in your 20s. Who are we kidding? I can't wait to tell your kids, you know, that vacation you just went on, it could have been a lot nicer if your mom hadn't been so uptight the summer of 2020. It could have been San Tropez instead of Tampa, but here we are. Just realize once you like... Pick, take your moral compass and throw it in the trash. Your life gets so much more fun. <laughs> I know, honestly, like it's pretty lonely up here on the high road. It's pretty lonely. And I want to text him, but I'm not going to. Look, basically, at the end of the day, when it comes to this man and me, big tobacco and big tech, we were just too big and always going to fail. That's wow. What, uh-huh. I can just imagine you before Congress testifying. And the YouTube videos of like, AOC destroys evil tech blonde who forsook all morality for a free steak, Diane. AOC is in my corner with us because she's seeing me leave him behind. She would never have even gone on the date. Okay. But she has compassion for people like me who are trying to be better liberals. Cigarettes, (laughs) social media, it's all bad for our teens. So let's just enjoy the fruits. But honestly, if he changes jobs, I'm going to go out with him again. 100%. I support it. Thank you. How was your week? Tell me about your vacay. Okay, so I went to Paso with Paso Robles with 10 friends. So it was a big ten group. friends in Paso Robles. Well, 10 friends take Paso Robles. How do baby, you say it? I'm sorry, it was eight friends, four couples total. You want to rub it in that you have a lot of couple friends, Lauren? It was honestly Chandler. 
so fun. <laughs> so fun. If you're if any of you ever go to Paso Robles, I highly recommend. And by the way, I believe it's pronounced Paso Robles. I've been call- saying Paso Robles before I ever went there, but then everyone there said Paso Robles. So Robles, that sounds like wrong. It sounds like it should be past like you're doing an injustice to like the culture that was there before it became a resort town. To call it Paso Robles. Yeah. I think it's a little bit like Ralph Lauren. Like a lot of people call Ralph Lauren Ralph Lauren, even though it's Ralph mm. Lauren. Mm. And so I think that for those who know, it's actually Paso Robles. Interesting. Yes. But anyway, you have to go to Justin Winery and Dow Winery. Justin Winery is really, it's just incredible. Everything about it is so, it's beautiful. Here's um, what I'm going to say. A winery that has the name Justin in it, I just think start thinking about Justin Timberlake and then I just feel like already let down. No, Justin Winery is very much imagine if Goop created a winery. Like it's really? gorgeous. Yeah, it's Gwyneth kind of, Winery. I would go you there. You feel like you're in the Hamptons. It's just a really beautiful facility. Facility. Yet- it's like a country club. It's a beautiful <laughs> facility. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I hate myself. I'm saying hear myself talk. You should see the facilities. <laughs> the amenities, Gladys, they're just top notch. We couldn't find it anywhere else in Florida. <laughs> okay, continue talking about the facilities. <laughs> um, Justin, it's just gorgeous. And then, but the, t- the top one, this is my recommendation, go to Justin in the morning as we did, and then go to Dow and the late afternoon because Dow is where there's just the most incredible views of all time. Like you're just perched up on a hill overlooking this endless valley. It was stunning. And then also the restaurant itself, again, back to the facilities, were (laughs) top notch people. Wait, so when you were enjoying these gorgeous facilities and you were looking out at the California coastline, did you at all think maybe I should text my sister and say, come meet me at these gorgeous facilities? Okay. First of all, it's in Central California. It's yeah, but wine you were country. Look, looking so out there was towards San Francisco. There were no coastlines, but <sighs> I will say that I, Chandler, I have been trying to convince you to go on a bougie trip with me, like every day of our lives. Like I'm always sending you trip ideas. Like we have to go check out this hotel in Sonoma. We got to do this. We got to do this. And you are always like putting on the brakes when I'm trying to pedal. Wow, how dare you use Dad's biggest complaint about his kids? <laughs> at times against me right now on this podcast. I'm just going to say, I think that I would love nothing more than than a gorgeous trip. Why don't you give me a little bit more notice next time, okay? Well, I invited you to Napa in October, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Okay, so we, we kind of like missed, I feel like, not a lot of celebrity gossip this week. There wasn't a whole lot, I honestly feel like, that happened. I mean, here's what I'm going to say right off, the bat, right off the bat, everyone. We're mm-hmm. not going to talk about Miley Cyrus because I I don't like to buy into celebrities who have their relationships end right as they release a new single. So I'm not going to play, in, while I do love her and I love the music, I'm not going to play into her publicity stunt. And maybe I'll talk about it at, an, at another time. It just feels, it feels fabricated. Totally. That's a ploy. It's a ploy. It's 100% a ploy. And I am on to her. And I'm not going to use my platform, if you will, my facilities to, you know, pander her messaging. There it is. Let's not use your platform to promote her single. I think that if she doesn't get any sort of advertising on Pop Apologist, then that's going to really hurt her career. And it's, she's going to know that she's going to happen. Inevitably, Absolutely. she will tank the whole Cyrus empire will be gone. Achy, breaky, broken heart, whatever. 
gone. No more royalties for you. So anywho, there was one story that I kind of can't stop thinking about because it involves an icon, truly. And we're gonna we're about to see something totally new from her. Basically, everyone, Paris Hilton is releasing a documentary on YouTube called, are you ready? Mm-hmm. This is Paris. That's so that's the title. And then the byline is the Paris you never knew. This is Paris, the Paris you never knew. Wow. <sighs> to drink it in. I am so ready for this. I Did you watch the trailer, Chandler? Of course I watched the trailer. Okay, so I just want to say that the best part of the trailer is it just it you it's it's gold con it's golden content and immediately the first part of the trailer they pan over her shots of her in a pool in Greece shots of her getting off a private jet shots of her discoing or DJing at a big festival or whatever she's, she's like hello Belgium she's having the time of her life and then it cuts to her all serious and she's like I'm always putting on this facade like I'm so happy and I have the perfect life. And then her sister Nikki is like, are you happy? And then Paris nods and is basically like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like, am happy. <laughs> what? What? It, the, the narrative, the arc of that trailer was very confusing to me. It's like she alludes to like some sort of trauma that happened in her childhood that like she hid from everyone while at the same time cutting to shots of her just like living like what honestly seems like her best life. And I just can tell that this trauma is already going to be like a big old letdown. I hate to say it. So you're saying that her trauma might not be traumatic enough for you? Exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. I don't know. <laughs> if that isn't schadenfreude, I don't know what is. Um, I'm just saying, unfortunately, we now live in a world where like reality TV like teases these big events and whatever. Trauma is trauma and that's very sad. But like they tease. Oh, yeah, you sound really <laughs> very sad. But like they tease like these big moments that are like cr- these huge ricochet moments, and I just don't think it's going to be actually all that exciting. So I hope there's minimal footage of that. That's what I'm ho- what I'm hoping for out of this documentary. This is Paris. I'm. You know what? It's released on September 14th. I still have hope that the editors will come to their senses and cut all the parts about their tra- her, her trauma and just have it be vacation footage because like, just- I would love to watch that. I just want to see rich people being rich. I don't actually want to see the trauma or the other side of things. No it's already thanks. been a hard enough year. Here are cries, editors. Don't leave in the trauma. Take out the trauma. Save it for an extended edition that someone can purchase after the fact. Save it for the DVD deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. And let's just go for like a Condé Nast Traveler docuseries like of super Paris. Cut. Yeah, I want to yeah. see Supercut of the past 10 years. I want to see tips on how to be community service chic. Like I want to see her joking about that. I want to see lots of that's hot phraseology mm-hmm. being used. Definitely some footage of Kim Kardashian. Maybe Kim is interviewed as like a friend. But I'd love I'd love to see a skincare routine. Oh, I'd love to see, love to see a, a workout routine. regimen. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to see I'd love to well, have she eats her in talk. a day. Absolutely. I would love to see all of that cute content that'll right. just be in like nice Wednesday evening material. <sighs> I don't want to get into it about the Hilton family. I'm I'm sure it's dark and really rough and I'm just actually not interested. It just doesn't as mom would say, it doesn't sound edifying. It it doesn't sound edifying or uplifting. <laughs> I, okay. yeah, if you guys want to see an earlier episode where I talk about how I slandered Paris Hilton in the San Francisco Chronicle as an 11-year-old, refer back to episode, probably between episode one and five. I'm just going to give you that you, range. 
You really called her out. Just about, just going to say that. Yeah. I did say that I thought she was beautiful on the outside, but not on the inside as an 11-year-old <laughs> in the paper. And it's still online if you want to go look for it. <laughs> so embarrassing and incredible. I feel like, yeah. It's actually uh, not embarrassing. It's just perfect. It's Yeah, it's really great. <laughs> Anyways... And that was one thing that I saw. Wait, what do you want to talk about next? Do you want to talk about celebrities who are getting pregnant during COVID? Yes. Because there's been so many and you put together this stunning list. I put together a stunning list because I think it's time that we have a sort of reckoning uh, of COVID. And obviously, we're COVID is still very real and happening. But I'm not focusing on COVID right now. I'm focusing on the people who are taking advantage of these cooped up times to get knocked up. I think that these are the people who really don't enjoy being pregnant. They're the, they're the Kim Kardashians of the world. Who want to hide. Not the Kourtney Kardashians. No. no they want to hide they away. They want to hide. Go full recluse while during their pregnancy. And I don't blame them. Like, whatever. More power to you. Do you remember the iconic Kim Kardashian quote about her pregnancy style? No. Okay. I'm going to pull this up. It is pull so it worth revisiting. It's one of the – it caused all this controversy. And – I just, it's probably one of my most favorite celebrity stories ever. Okay. I'm so ready for it. Okay. So when asked by Elle what she would advise for expectant mothers about pregnancy style, Kim Kardashian replied, I recommend hiding for a good year and having no pregnancy style. That's what I recommend, she explained. If you can do it, hide. Never leave the house. And then the woman says, okay, that's not really practical. Can you give a different answer? And then Kim said, that's really my recommendation. Wear a huge blanket. And oh, you know what? I appreciate that. I appreciate someone being like, listen, I actually hated every second of feeling huge and swollen. And I didn't actually enjoy this. I was not in a free people moo-moo and just like loving life. I appreciate the honesty. And I feel like people, so people freaked out when they, when. Oh yeah. I do remember like, yeah. Kim Uh, Kardashian. Not not a feminist. Pregnant women to hide their bodies. (laughs) They're not wrong. (laughs) But I I also love the candor. Here's the thing. When a super duper rich person admits that pregnant that pregnancy is tough, like you know it's tough. You know that she could have literally someone waiting on her hand and foot, fanning her, bringing her exactly the type of ice cold beverage she needed at all at all times, and it's still really brutal. Like I just I don't know. I, anyone who's had a baby, I really like more power to you. I think Courtney is a good Courtney's example. a great example of someone She's who really being pregnant. Hates being pregnant. She's not comfortable being pregnant. I don't know who is. I don't know. Anyone who's just like this sun-kissed, like dewy person traipsing through the garden with their like swollen belly, like good for you. That I just don't think that's that's not our genetic makeup. It's no, it's not in our psyche and you'll never see a photo of Courtney pregnant really. If she's pregnant and she has any photos, it's very rare. You might see one. You might see one bikini pic and that's yeah. it. And this is to say that she like looks gorgeous when she's pregnant. I feel like her oh, yeah. her belt her bump is like so cute and even when she was having twins, like she looked phenomenal pregnant. She looked excellent. Excellent. But it's so, not comfortable. It's not comfortable, folks. Everything's swollen. You can't bend down. I'm speaking like I've been pregnant before, which <laughs> I haven't. But yeah, I appreciate Kim's candor. And it's another reason to love her. 
It is. And I just feel like a lot, this is the year for people like that who just Mm -hmm. want to hide, who don't care about being politically correct, that don't want to like embrace their new shape. People who just want to hide within the safety of the four walls of their home. You know, it's like, I think there's this expectation out of women that you have to like love being pregnant. That like you have to like, it somehow becomes like you tapping into some, to some biological like femininity. And I just want women to be able to throw off those shackles and be like, actually, this is miserable. I'm doing this. I'm getting through the next nine months. And it it doesn't mean that I'm any less of a woman. Courtney always said that she didn't like buying any sort of maternity clothes or clothes Mm -hmm. when she was pregnant because she just felt like, what's the point? I'm not totally. even, I'm barely ever going to wear this in the course of like my life. And it's like the whole point, like I remember one time she was like, I just feel like the point of style is to look excellent. And since I can't look excellent right now, I'd rather just hide. And I just feel like that is actually, that's bravery and that's, that's honesty. It totally is. She's so brave. She's, she is so brave. So okay. Brave. Can we move on to another stylish yeah. woman, Morgan Stewart? Because yes, I have something yes. to say about this. So we're going to go through this little list and we're not going to spend time talking about every single person, but we just want to highlight everyone who's gotten pregnant, everyone who's announced a pregnancy during COVID, just as some reckoning for the last six months. We'll start with Morgan Stewart mm-hmm. and Phil McGraw's son, Jordan McGraw. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, I think that the thing I'm most looking forward to with Morgan Stewart's pregnancy is how she'll style her child. Right, right. Because I think that there, I've seen that there's basically three schools of thought mm-hmm. within the larger discipline of childhood style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the first is very generic, like Target clothing. Right. Shirts with like, rainbows on them. That's sort yeah. of thing. Neon stripes of every shade. Mm-hmm. And then you will see the next is wannabe hipster style for kids. Uh, like a kid in a fudging skinny jean. Exactly. Like a, t- a baby in a skinny jean. Get a that ba- baby out of here. A baby in a fedora. That's probably <laughs> the worst of all kinds of kid styles, but it's, it runs I'm sorry. rampant. If you've ever put a fedora on your baby and you're listening to this podcast, I'm sorry, please don't leave us a review. If you've ever put a studded combat boot on your toddler, <laughs> you should have your parental rights revoked. Revoked. Someone called Child Protective Services. You know whose kid will never be in a combat boot, Chandler? Whose? Morgan Stewart's. No. I do. I'm gonna no. say. Yeah. There's also so the third style, and this is one Courtney loves, our sister, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is the kind of like English school child, Prince, Princess Charlotte, Prince George royalty vibes. Right. Knee socks, gorgeous bows, frocks, lots of what's it called? It's- Spocking. Smocking. smocking lots of smocking lots of embroidery mm-hmm. basically the child looks like a baby all the time the baby looks like a baby is and is always dressed like a baby or like a like doll a, you would have propped up on a shelf like elizabeth bennett's toddler they look straight out of american well what is it called not american girl doll but like the other one is it american girl doll like the, yeah. like the classic stories not like the new yeah. zo not a not an american girl doll named zoe but one named elizabeth Mary, the Elizabeth girl doll, or Elizabeth, the American girl doll, Mary, like a child that would that would grow up on a farm in Vermont mm-hmm. in 1923 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to very wealthy parents. Was that pre polio or after polio? This this is a vaccinated child. Do we have to bring it back to like global medical crises, <laughs> or can we just? <laughs> breeze past that we can breeze past we're breezing past Polly. so here's the thing chandler and I, I don't know why i'm dying to talk about this but i am i don't feel like morgan falls into any of those categories her style as an adult is very sexy hot right so it's very i don't see her dressing her kid like you know princess charlotte 
And then I also don't see her doing the, I don't see her doing the millennial toddler vibe. And I definitely don't see her doing the generic target vibe. So I think she's going to create a new kid style. But it's, her style is very much so like red carpet, like E red carpet. And it's like shiny, like fitted silk shorts and a heel and a blazer to match. Yeah. I just, I can't, I don't know how it's going to translate to infantry. Or to infants, infantry, like it's in the military. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to translate to adolescence, but I'm excited to see it nonetheless. Yeah, I'm very excited to see how and she styles this child. I wonder what Phil and Robin's opinions are on the child. Like, I wonder if they're insisting that the child be baptized. Like, I just, I want to know what, what ground rules they're laying. And maybe the, for how the child will be dressed. I could uh, see Robin being really into the American Girl doll styling. Do you feel like there's any chance that Phil and Robin found out that Morgan was pregnant and sat down Jordan and was like, you have to make you're her gonna an be, honest woman. You're going to be the father of this man. You're going to marry this woman. Mm-hmm. You're going to ra- raise her rat. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of Raise her rat. <laughs> you're going to raise her rat. <laughs> I'm sure they went to the studio. They turned on the lights, even though the crew wasn't there. He sat, Dr. Phil sat him down in that chair. <laughs> and he, sh- and then a picture of Morgan showed up on like the screen. He's like, this is your laugh now. <laughs> it's not about you anymore (laughs) now there's three one plus one has made three are you ready to tell me that your time of being selfish is over is over can can you you look at the audience at home in the eye and tell them that you're ready to be a father to this child (laughs) and a husband to this woman it is time for you to leave behind the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> it is time for you to leave behind the follies of youth and to step into into the <laughs> step step up to the plate of fatherhood. <laughs> and it's, guess what? It's not a game and it's not a sport. So I hope you weren't thinking about sports when I said that. This is real life. <laughs> and then Robin's just sitting there nodding the whole just time, nodding, nodding, looking nodding, gorgeous, clapping, just thinking about great... her skincare line fresh haircut looks mm-hmm. very age appropriate and stunning mm-hmm. and then phil dr phil says if you're ready i actually have someone who's here to talk to you <laughs> bring her out morgan bring, bring her out bring morgan is here to talk to jordan <laughs> and to hear about what he has to say <laughs> morgan's out hi hi uh morgan you know our family loves you and i'm just ready i'm really excited to see jordan take the next step with you jordan what are those next steps you've promised to me um 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 (laughs) jordan jordan find your words find your words (laughs) um morgan i was talking to my dad and he was talking to me about how much his family means to him how great our life was and I know you and I have been talking about maybe just being more modern, maybe not doing this the way our parents did. But then I looked at my father, a man of faith, and I looked at the way he holds my, my mom's hand through life, walks with her in righteousness. And I thought that's, that is the kind of example I would like to set. And I would also like to continue cashing my trust fund. <laughs> so with this ring, I would like to ask you to marry me. Oh my gosh! Oh my I want to cash, keep check, cashing those checks cash jointly, the checks, and then they all embrace as and cash checks together and ride off into the sunset. Is there a more beautiful glow on the horizon than just checks every month? Just the checks that keep on coming, the ABC Network checks. <laughs> oh yeah, there. Jo- Morgan Stewart really is killing the game, and wow, I can't believe. 
I can't believe she got engaged on Dr. Phil. I, know, I never would have expected it. I never would have expected it, but it feels super right. It does. Okay. Should we move on? Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Can't wait to see what happens there. Uh, okay. I'm going to run through this list. We're only we're going to pause on the ones that we actually care about. Nicki Minaj announced a pregnancy. Chrissy Teigen, there's some speculation here because she had some like plastic surgery done and people are saying like, oh, did she know she was pregnant when she had plastic surgery when she like got her breast implants removed? I actually don't really care about Chrissy Teigen. So I'm actually just going to leave that one behind, but you can do Agreed. research on your own time if you'd like. Agreed. Okay, here's the next one. Oh, da- David Bador. And I think his wife, because they got me remarried. They got married. I think they're engaged. Okay, okay. <gasps> I just want to say about this. I love the way that Shannon Bador came out on top in this situation. A thousand percent. Her boyfriend is so hot. Also, and Shannon is now entering the phase of her life where it's just like kids are growing up. And she's just got to you know worry about pick up and drop off. Maybe ha- for one kid and she just gets to like go have this wonderful fun life with her new love her new love who is a tall strapping mm-hmm. broad cute super cute guy she just gets to chill in a sarong some sort of caftan situation right and just of course and- a caftan I'm- okay so that was one the next one we can just run through these quickly just these are more like refreshers um emma roberts and garrett headland stassi and bill which can we i covered. ask yeah when you think stassi will come back I would say mid next year when the baby, I think even when the baby is born, she's going to be like still in hiding. I think the baby will emerge and so will Stassi. That's my prediction. Like fully? Mm -hmm. I think that Stassi will fully emerge when the child is born. Okay. Because Stassi will also be reborn when the child is born. She will be. I think there will be some (laughs) some sort of redemption move, whether that's like a long form interview, whether that is a little manifesto, whatever. It'll be some sort of redemption move. And then she will fully reemerge. And I just think that it's going to be way too hard for people to take down a a brand (gasps) new mother. Wait, I just had a brilliant idea for Stassi's PR move, for Stassi's PR team. Okay, when the baby is born, her first post of the baby can be also an apology post. Like, I hope you grow up to be better than I was in situations or something like that where she nods to it. And it's like, how could you be mad at her? She just literally gave birth and she's still, like, giving penance. Mm -hmm. Anyways, a PR team, if you're listening. She's going to be like, my child was born this year, but I was also born this year. When I realized the the error of my ways. Right. It's that arc of, like, rebirth during a birth Mm -hmm. two things were born this year my child and my conscience right and stunning and bell will see it help her end it with some fun joke Mm -hmm. anyways yeah jude law and philippa philippa cohen i don't know who she is but she's beautiful so makes sense Gigi and zane Mm -hmm. can we just talk about real we don't need to go and sorry there's gonna be a siren it's cool let's just wait for this to pause okay Gigi and Zane I I don't know if we've talked about this I think we have I am just really hoping that Zane gets his life on track because I do not think it's a great it's not a great thing when you when it's a well-known fact that your dad is a heroin addict um like it's that's not a great world to be born into and so I just hope this is my prayer to the universe that he gets it together before this baby is born yeah, I wait. Oh, oh! I thought you said Zane's dad was a heroin addict. No, no, no. Oh, no Zane is. Did it just come out that Zane's a heroin addict? Yeah, Zane's like been struggling with hard drugs. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like a lot of the reason why One Direction like broke up and like he's been alienated by people. It's just it's really sad. Oh, and he admitted he has an eating disorder. Yeah, 
I'm just going to go ahead and say that this relationship will be short-lived, mm-hmm. but and I don't blame Gigi will have a gorgeous baby. She'll get right. to be a young mother. And then I think Gigi will meet the love of her life in her early 30s. Right. It'll that's be my, like... That's my prediction. She'll have... The baby will be like six or seven by that time. She yeah. might have two kids <gasps> Maybe with Zane. Her- and then mm, she'll end not. up moving on to her her major relationship in a few years. What if her and Cody Simpson get back together? That could no, be interesting. I, why do you wish that on her? I don't know. I don't think Cody Simpson is attractive at all, but I'm just I just feel like he's a type of the type of man who would really love her. I would like the idea I like the idea of of her dating a museum gallery owner. A curator. Like a curator, a younger curator, yeah. maybe a, like an earthy curator, right? Like right. He, maybe he has a ranch somewhere. Right. He's just a little bit more homegrown, but he's, he's successful. He's cultured. Mm-hmm. He's not in the limelight. He lets her by the star. He flies into the city Monday through Thursday just to spend the nights at that horrific apartment. But then he goes back to his ranch with better tones. Mm-hmm. Wait, did we talk about Kendall Jenner's Architectural Digest? Should we save that for next week? Yeah. Save it for next Guys, week. Everyone go watch in preparation for next week's episode because it's really – it's a gorgeous video and her house is insane and we need to do a full unpacking. Okay. Okay. Um, anyways, Chris Pratt, Catherine Schwarzenegger, Schwarzenegger, I don't know how to say it, Aaron Carter, Paul Nassif, which is kind of fun. Good for Dr. Nassif. Another David Bador situation. Right. Um, Brianna and Ryan from Real Housewives of Orange County having another baby. Oh, so cute. So cute. I hope that baby doesn't put his foot up on the uh, – couch and then there are others but i'm not going to discount this podcast by talking about the duggers and calling it news yeah let's just move right past that right can i tell you a celebrity pregnancy prediction i have that i would stake my all my future financial life on yes predictions are fun yes okay so my prediction is that so we all know that chloe and tristan are back together oh my gosh can chloe and Tr- Chloe will become pregnant mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with Tristan's baby. 1,000%. And they will be broken up by the winter. By the winter? Oh, I would give it till the end of next year. Like, they will be done again by the end of next year. They will be, oh, 100% by the end of next year. But my prediction is we will hear the pregnancy is announced by the winter, mm-hmm. and they will also be broken up. I think that she <sighs> is looking for an excuse to have another kid with him. Mm-hmm. She's looking, not an excuse, but she's looking for a publicly appropriate way to have another baby with him. And if you look at the Kardashians, they all have kids by the same father. None Mm -hmm. of them have multiple fathers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like a hard and fast rule that Chris Chris issues. It's like the one bit of decorum that Chris still wants her daughters to maintain. Yeah. Insists that they all have one father, the same baby daddy. Yeah. I could, I totally believe that. And I think that I also like, what, as long as he comes back to the red table, and is willing to repent at Jada's red table, then I'll allow it. I'll allow them to have another kid together. Has he ever gone to the red no, table? No, he didn't go to the red table. Okay. Just Jordan did. But I think as long as he will bring himself to the red table, when he uh, inevitably messes up again. Okay, my prediction, he will never go to the red table, but also he, she will be pregnant with twins. <gasps> because I think that this is going to be her last pregnancy. Final pregnancy. She's in her late 30s and she wants a bigger family. She wants to have multiple kids like everyone else in her family. Right, right, right. And so this is just the chance to get pregnant again with twins and then have it be done, have Tristan be the baby daddy and then she can move on to the next phase of her life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like you heard it here first. Friends and foes, <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I like that. I like that prediction. Did you hear about Thank you. like, where do you feel like Kim and Kanye are at right now? 
I think Kim and Kanye are working out the divorce agreement. Really? You think they're like in like final talks? Yeah, I think it's over. I wouldn't say I have inside scoop or inside knowledge, but I would just say that from everything I've heard on all the underground forums I read and maybe all the whisperings on the streets that Mm -hmm. have come to my ear, Mm -hmm. that it's been really bad for a long time. They basically live separate lives. Like He lives in Wyoming and she lives in Calabasas. (sighs) Yeah. There's like all this speculation that even their Halloween photos together weren't he wasn't even in he wasn't actually in those photos and that's why he had a full body costume mm. Mm. oh man how do, it's one day you wake up and you're like how did my life how what did, how did my life get here why am i photoshopping my husband into my halloween photos probably when you decided to marry like someone with serious a megalomaniac issues. yeah when you decided to marry kanye west that's how you got there yeah <laughs> but i think she'll be fine who do you want kim to date like in the next 10 years can we talk about that i want her to date like who was that guy that courtney dated Eunice for something oh a Eunice. you want a her to Eunice. Date a Eunice? i want her to date a Eunice. i want oh, someone that's like so interesting and fun and just someone who can like traipse around on a yacht yeah i just i don't like she's been dealing with a lot with Kanye and I just think she deserves someone who makes her feel more carefree I would love to see Kim pull an Angelina Jolie and maybe date like a Van Jones type like maybe date like a like a not that Angelina Jolie dated any politicians but maybe even take her activism and her political life to the next level right maybe date like a Cory Booker type Maybe just start fully, like, infiltrating Washington. This is is never going to happen, for the record. She's going to continue being a lawyer and, like, getting people, like, freed from the Innocence Project. But she's just – she's going to continue dating, like, famous, like, celebrity men, not politician men. I disagree. I think she's stepping into a new phase of her life. Social justice issues are her passion. She's – She's going to keep her brands going, but I think that she's going to take the Angelina Jolie phase. I just think her approach. Chris will never allow it. Unless someone is, unless they are like top politicians, like they're, it's not going to do anything for the family brand. That's, that's interesting. But Chandler, the greatest power of all lies in the government and in Washington. So that is the final frontier for Chris to infiltrate. If you feel like the government is actually uh, powerful, then that just shows our our divide right now. Because I, I don't. I disagree. I you don't think love, that let me Congress rephrase that. is powerful, Lauren? I'm just saying. I don't. Th- I do not think Congress is up. I was feeling all that powerful right now, so I think Kim would be remiss to find her find other sources of power there. Okay, well, I'm just going to vehemently disagree, and we'll see. Only know, time we, will tell. Before we sign off, Chandler, I just want to say I think it's really strange that Barack Obama pu- pu- publishes a summer playlist. Can you imagine if your dad? was like posting his playlist for like millions of people to see every year. It's just a little weird. Is Barack Obama a musician? Why Wait, is he publishing a playlist? We have completely different opinions on this. I think if our yeah, if our dad was posting his playlist every publishing his playlist, it would be like Cat Stevens and the Rent soundtrack, which is a great playlist truthfully. But our dad is not some culture icon. Like Barack Obama is so beloved by young people that like any music that he'll attach himself to, people go crazy for it. I mean, his playlist too, it's not like they're like these crazy deep cuts. Like he's, he likes SZA. I love SZA. He likes like dual or uh, the like Havana night or Havana song by Camila Cabello. Like he's not posting the most like revolutionary, like music choices but people love it people love to see that he's tuned into culture and i think that his staffers i don't are doing like the great work by posting it i'm sorry 
let's talk about what's actually on this playlist. It's Gaslighter by The Chicks. Mm-hmm. It's My Future by Billie Eilish. It's Maggie Rogers. This is Love You for a Long Time. He's not even you posting really this. Think that Barack Obama is like driving his little no, like not. probably vintage Mercedes through Martha's Vineyard listening to Gaslighter by the Chicks. No. I don't think so. This he is... doesn't even listen to these songs. No, it's his staffers. His staffers are doing this. It's for and the And it people. just so happens that all these artists, the starred ones on the playlist, are performing at the Democratic National Convention. It's yeah. total BS to me. And so Ooh, I just think the conspiracy behind it. Interesting. Oh, I, I'm not saying it's a conspiracy. I just think that he gets he I'm sure that he gets a playlist and it's these are the top songs mm-hmm. of 2020 there's mm-hmm. 30 of them delete 10 and we'll publish it as your playlist i right, do not right, right. think that he wasn't scrolling no. spotify and found a maggie rogers song when he was having a melancholy moment in 100 okay 100 yeah he's a busy man he's too busy trying to get the word out about mail-in voting he's not perusing billy eilish music videos on youtube no. to find the perfect song for his summer in fact i'm sure like malia or sasha are like curating this hundred percent. Okay. I'm glad we figured. I'm glad we come to that conclusion. We got to the bottom of it. Uh, with that, that much being said, agree I'm, on. I'm now going to go look it up and try and listen to it. Thank you. Yeah, Do what I can. Okay. Is that all? I think that's all. Signing okay. off. All right, Chan. It's been fun. It's been fun. So long. Farewell. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Do you ever worry about running out of interesting things to say to friends when you actually get to see them? Then we've got the perfect podcast for you. I'm Eve Yohalem, and each week on Book Dreams, my co-host Julie Sternberg and I use books to explore fascinating questions, like what happened when a Harvard professor staked her reputation on an alleged gospel of Jesus' wife that turned out to be fake? And how did debut author Tom Lynn save the American Western by blowing it to bits? Are pigeons rats with wings or wonder birds? And what's the who, what, when, where, how, and especially why of books bound in human skin? Recent and upcoming Book Dreams highlights include conversations with Booker Prize-winning author Marlon James, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist Katherine Schultz, and Merlin scholar Dr. Laura Campbell. You can listen to Book Dreams wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout. Making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the psycho babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you, because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. Hey.